a quote I came across this week um, from T.S. Eliot. He said, very simply, human beings cannot bear much reality, um, which is kind of a pithy saying, and I, I think I've found it to be true that it's a, one of the mercies of God that we don't see the way things really are all at once, because I think both for better or for worse, you know, how hard things really are, how bad things can really get, but also how good God is and how, what, what's in store for those who love him. Um, we wake up to reality very slowly from the time we're like little babies and start to learn who our parents are and uh, how to walk and do basic things and what not, how to speak and language and then on to the bigger questions of life. I remember this is kind of a silly example, but uh, when I was in high school, I really, really wanted a car, like my own car. And I had known a few friends that had gotten cars, and I was like, it's possible as a kid to have a car. Like, once you're 16, you get a driver's license. Um, and I would, like, look in the car magazines, and I'm like, you can get a decent car for, like, as much money as I have saved, you know, from, like, mowing lawns and doing summer jobs and stuff like that. Um, what I didn't realize that I had to wake up to reality a little bit more is that it's not just, the, like, buying a car, but then there's the sales tax on the car. Uh, then you have to get insurance and then you have to register the car and then if you got a cheap car it's probably going to break and then you have to repair the car and then if you drive it anywhere uh, you're probably going to get tickets like at least parking tickets and then you got to pay those and um, it's actually much more difficult to have a car than it is when you're like a kid and you're like oh man if I had a car I could just do anything I wanted go anywhere and I'd be my own ride um it was like this small little way of waking up to how hard life actually is, you know, and like how hard it is to be an adult uh, that provides all these things for other people, gives them rides, you know. Um, I had this fantasy of like, oh, to be an adult, to have that kind of freedom is just beyond my reach. I just like almost have it. But it was a rude awakening and, and kind of difficult to and, and it can that sort of awakening as you come to grips with reality and just like it can result in a cynicism, you know, about life. And like, no matter how hard you try, there's just everybody's out to get you and you're never really going to get what you want and a kind of pessimism. Um, and I think like with these readings, sometimes that's at least the temptation for me that all three readings are about the law. Moses in Deuteronomy is telling the people, observe the commandments. Okay. We're going into this new land. God has been very faithful. He's given you very little of what he expects of you, but he expects you to observe the commandments. Do and teach these to your children. Um, St. James in the letter to St. James says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. This is true religion, to take care of the widow and the orphan and to keep yourself unstained from the world. It's like not just enough to say you believe in Jesus, but act like it. And then Jesus, the Lord himself, talking about the Pharisees and their ritual cleansings of kettles and beds and jugs and hands and all this stuff, He's like, it's not just about being unstained from the world. It's not like a ritual purity of your hands or your stuff. It's your heart. And how do you cleanse that inner vessel, you know, from licentiousness and envy and lust and greed? That's what's expected. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever tried that, you're like, it's kind of hard. It's, it's harder than getting a car <laughs> to live the law, to really let it penetrate your heart and to obey it to come into grips of like how feeble and frail we are and weak 
and how in need of, of grace we are and how in need of help we are. That I, I'm not just like about to get it all myself and I'm going to be independent. And that in a way is what some of these ritual things that Jesus is criticizing, these quote human traditions or human teachings, are a little bit like defense mechanisms. You know, like as long as I've washed my hands, as long as I've washed my kettle, I'm good with God. And I don't have to face the reality that it's hard for human beings to bear of what's really going on, of how in need I am of forgiveness, of, of reconciliation. So facing reality is hard, and we prefer not to uh, for many, many reasons. In fact, in the Old Testament, you may have read in some of the narrative books that when people face God face to face, when they see him, or even if they think they've seen him, like an angel has visited, they're terrified that they're going to die. Oh my gosh, I've seen God. I'm going to die. Why is that? Well, imagine if you, if, if you were face to face with God and you saw how amazingly beautiful and majestic and huge and infinite God is, and you saw how tiny and little and weak you were in comparison. You'd be like, yeah, I'm like this ant. He could just take one step and I'd be gone. And then on top of that, he can see right through you. He can see everything about you in your heart, in your past, in your memory, or your imagination, your desires. Like that is facing reality. That's what T.S. Eliot is talking about. It's hard for human beings to bear reality. But there's a couple lines in these readings that I just want to point out. One is what St. James says, Humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. Humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. Or what Moses says to uh, the Israelites. He says, What great nation is there that has God so close to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? That is another aspect of reality, the way things really are, is how close God is to us, this word that has been planted in our hearts and is able to save our souls. That too is a reality that's hard to bear. There's a a famous um, monk, Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, who lived in the 1600s and uh, coined something called The Practice of the Presence of God. You might look it up. It's a a short little book. It's just a collection of his letters to different spiritual uh, directees that he had uh, about like attending to the presence of God all the time and living out this reality, like how close God is to us. That's a reality that is real, but we don't always attend to it. We don't always act like that's the case. We don't face it face to face, that God is right here, right now. Because it's hard to bear that reality. What if, what if God were everywhere? What if he saw everything? What if he heard every word you, you uttered? He does. And so we, prove like, we prefer not to, to face that reality. Brother Lawrence just lived in that all the time. Whether he was having a mundane conversation with somebody who came to the door of his monastery, or whether he was deep in prayer and meditation, He was always striving to be mindful of the presence of God, to live in reality. And if you've ever tried that, it's very intense, you know, living in the reality of God's presence. That's why I think like heaven, we kind of think of heaven as this jacuzzi in the sky. Like it's going to be so nice, man. No suffering, no winter. Um, But it's kind of, I think, going to be like staring at the sun, (laughs) 
You know, seeing God face to face, whatever terrified people in the Old Testament of, like that, that's it. But it's good. That's what's uh, the, the other side of this, like facing the reality of my own weakness, my own feebleness, my own frailty, my own inability to save myself. I also have to take this, you know, be attentive to the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. Like if we could really attend to what was happening on this altar and really understand it and face it, if we could bear that reality instead of God kind of hiding himself for our own sake, we would explode. You're going to eat God. Right? That's what we believe. But because his grace is gentle, because he reveals himself slowly for our sake, because we can't bear it all at once, this is the word that has been planted in us and is able to save our souls. Can we face up to that reality of God's presence to us and to be present to it? That we are weak. We do not have this in us to do by ourselves. We're not even close. Um, but that his presence is here and he can do it and wants to do it if we let him.